Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Focused on Forward. Today I have the pleasure of talking with Taryn Kalmeyer. Taryn is the founder and chief wellness officer of a company called Remote Team Wellness. Now we'll, we'll get into what Remote Team Wellness is in a few minutes here, but first we're going to listen to Taryn's story and she's going to take us on a journey through her life talking about where she started, how things changed, and how she got to where she is today. And it's a fascinating story that's focused on positivity. So we're looking forward to your story. Taryn, thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. So whenever you're ready, please include us in your story and, and we're, we're anxious. Amazing. Well, thank you so much uh, for giving me the space to talk about uh, things that just anything that surrounds wellness is something that I really love to have conversations about anything that um, is about really delving into how we can optimize our experiences um, and just become a little bit more conscious of the things that have happened to us and how they can help us to shift and transform as we move forward in our journeys. So my story starts in Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, I was born <laughs> um, and I um, I was born to a, a very young woman who ended up putting me up for adoption. So I've had a very interesting life um, in that I've had the, I've been between two worlds, between two families. I always knew my uh, birth mother, but I was raised by two very adventurous travelers um, who were missionaries. And that took me to a lot of places from a very young age. So I got the opportunity to travel um, and to explore different cultures and learn about new, new, new places um, as a part of my, my childhood. And so through that experience, I became very fascinated with uh, dance and movement. And I was always fascinated with the human body. So I became a dancer pretty much before I could walk. Um, and uh, that, that journey took me to a few places as well, because when you actually have to uh, train your body to be a to be at a certain level of performance, it really does take your mindset to a new place and to new levels. So I became very much involved in dancing and in anything I could consume about, about uh, movement. I was all about it. Um, and I was reaching a stage where I was going to become a professional. Um, I was, that was my goal. That was my dream. I really wanted to make it something that, um, that my like make all of my hard work come down to something that was quite profound and i think that was kind of the competition that was driving me at that point it wasn't really my necessarily passion for it it was more me feeling like i needed to perform and to achieve and that kind of all came crashing down when i got 
pretty badly injured during a performance. I broke my ankle and sprained the other ankle um, because I tried to stand up straight after breaking the ankle. Um, and that left me in a moon boot for six months. So unable to train completely, completely separated from the world that I had been very, very familiar with, completely separated from my routine. Um, and that was the first like really big shock that happened. I mean, aside from my adoption case, it's the, the first big shock that I encountered. Um, so that, how, how old were you at this time when you broke your ankle? What, what age uh, I was 17. I was 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I and that, and that happened, it, it felt like it, like my life felt like it was kind of split into two pieces before it happened and then after. Um, and so after it happened, I, I went through a bunch of physical rehabilitation and the doctor I went to said that I could either um, do water aerobics or water-based sports, um, or I could try yoga, but I couldn't dance again. I couldn't really put the same amount of pressure on it. I couldn't be jumping and leaping and doing all of the things I was used to. And so, <laughs> like, was I... That, was that, like, due to, be, to, like, ligament tendon damage, things along those yeah. lines? So, yeah, I just, so I just wasn't strong enough. I just wasn't strong enough. And, okay. yeah, like, the, I had also been in the moon boot for such a long time that it was, like, I, my, my muscles had atrophied around. Yeah, around, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he so he basically was just like, well, you're not going back to your advanced level contemporary class, and if you want to start at the beginning, go right ahead. Um, and at that stage, it was I think it was just such a, a shattering moment for me that I I just wanted to rebuild as quickly as I could. So I decided to pick myself up and go to a yoga class. And my first yoga class and my first yoga experience was at a hot yoga studio that had opened down the road from my house. It was a Bikram yoga class, and uh, well, we don't, that is really, don't really call it that anymore. Um, Hot 26, I think it's called now. Um, but um, it there was something so humbling about stepping into that class because all of the things that I would have been able to do so easily, I, I now pretty much just had to sit there and balance on the edge of the stage, balance on the mirror, try to stand myself up and be steady on two feet. Um, and it was it was extremely humbling. It was a, it was a moment where I had to really just take a step back and listen to my body for the first time instead of try to push myself into, you know, the most extreme position or get myself into a place where I, I you know, it looked really elaborate and performative. This was more just about listening to where my body was at in that moment and responding to that instead of pushing past it or trying to ignore it. Um, and that was a really that was a really eye-opening encounter for me because I I really hadn't I really hadn't learned to listen learn to listen to my body. I had learned how to perform. I had learned how to how to push past my limits, but I hadn't learned to kind of be mindful with what was actually going on. Um, what was so, the, sorry, what was the emotional mental impact on you at this time? Because you poured so much of yourself into mm. dancing and to wanting to be a dancer you know even though you said that at some point it was just because there was a need to compete but even at that mm. you're still feeling a need mentally and emotionally mm. so how is that you know how are you filling that void at this point yeah in the time yeah i think 
so to be completely honest with you, it, there was a little bit of a combination of emotions from firstly my adoption case and then also having all of this have happened with the injury as well. So those emotions all kind of came to a head because again, for the first time, I wasn't able to just keep moving through it. For the first time, I had to be completely still with what I was feeling. And so the emotions that came out for me was a sense of, am I? is this it? Like, am, am I done now? Like, cause I've, I've been focusing on the same thing for such a long time and putting all of my eggs into this basket of I'm going to become a professional dancer. And then when that was shattered, it was almost like a moment of loss of identity or an identity that I had built up for myself. So it was like a small ego death. This is just generally what I describe sure. it as. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. So basically just having to set aside the persona, the, um, the ideal, the everything that I had built up for myself or, or what I thought the Taryn was. That was the first time that it was completely shattered and that illusion of, I think I am only this, I'm only this constructed thing. Um, this, 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 um, this masterpiece of my own construction, um, finally it got broken apart and I had to, I had to rebuild myself as what I, what I, was from this point. And that was what the practice of yoga really gave me. It gave me a reason to show up for myself in an okay. authentic way. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, was, it helped you to, to deal with the being forced to deal with it. Exactly. So it was what it sounds like to yeah. me. It sounds like this gave you a way to be able to navigate through it. And you know, you're, you're, it's been forced upon you, thrust upon you. Here it is. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You can no longer bury it. Now you have to handle it. So now you're able to mm -hmm. put your attentions into this. Okay. So how old are you at this point now? Are you uh, 18, 19? Yes. I'm assuming somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. So 18, 19. So I started practicing pretty regularly, started going to a studio. Um, and then I, I ended up moving to Australia for the rest of my university degree. I went to study osteopathy, which is um, it's kind of an amalgamation between physiotherapy, physical therapy and um, chiropractic. But osteopathy is really about the holistic treatment of the body. So focusing on the musculoskeletal system to treat the body from the root cause of what is what is causing your pain and it's not necessarily about fixing a symptom it's about really trying to find the root of the problem so in that experience i i started learning so much more about the body and energy and um learning on learning about how to how to again exceed your physical limits without pushing yourself uh to a place where you're not actually listening to your mind and kind of developing a stronger mind body connection in that process. And so as I was studying, I was practicing so much because I was stressed and I ended up deciding to do my yoga teacher training just through that, through that experience, because I wanted to learn more about the practice of yoga. I had, I had gotten to a level of um, loving the loving the physical practice, but I wanted to know more about the philosophy and the history, and that took me into actually training and, and doing a 200-hour teacher training. So I was doing that concurrently with with my osteo uh, classes and my osteo course, 
which is, which is, I mean, it is still a medical course. So it is very much based in anatomy, physiology and biology and all of that. And then I had yoga, which was all of this like spirituality and um, also an anatomical and, and physiological, but a little bit more of the um, meta metaphysical side of things as well. So I felt like it was a really beautiful combination of things to be learning at the same time. And I felt very blessed to have this insight from both worlds. Um, so covering all sides for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it also made me see, you know, the different sides, things that may be a little bit imbalanced in both, in both areas. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a really fantastic exploration of trying to understand more about the human body and understand how our mind is really the gateway to our body <laughs> more than anything else. Like if you, if you don't have a, a strong mind, your body cannot be strong. It's, it's, it, there is just this correlation between the two that is unbreakable. Um, and that's, that's taken me quite a few places as well. So that's a little bit about my story. Does that kind of answer your question? <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's good. So, okay. So now we, we've gotten through, um, we're in university. We've, you're in Australia at that point. So how do you move forward from that point? You, you've gotten to this point, you've gotten to the point now where um, you're, you're finding a way to, and I'm going to put the show title in, focus on forward. So you're finding that way. I'm going to plug, it's a shameless plug, but I'm going with it. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So uh, you found your way and you're, you're moving forward. So what's the next mm -hmm. step for Taryn at this point? You've gotten to university, you're doing these two, two things concurrently. Where do you go from here? What's the next point? So the next step from there was really started. So as I started to see patients and I really started to work with more people's bodies, I understood that a lot of people have outsourced a sense of their health to practitioners, to doctors, to, um, to people outside of themselves. Um, and I was finding that in, as I was moving through student clinic, as I was working um, to become a practitioner, I would see the same people over and over again coming back to me for the same, same the same things, and I almost I felt I felt like I was kind of burning out because I was giving I was I was giving people treatments that weren't necessarily doing their rehabilitation exercises. They just enjoyed the treatment and the fact that they felt better after coming to see me, and so it was almost this, um, you know. I think a lot of practitioners and he and you know people in healing professions do experience that with their clients that um, if the, the client is not actually taking responsibility for their health it's actually very difficult to see an improvement or to see that client get better um, and I didn't I just couldn't I couldn't put put my finger on what it was at the time I was just seeing so many people and I was feeling exhausted from you know treating people who weren't actually in wanting to get better um so right they're my, just going my, through the motion of, of you exactly. know do this thing go see the doctor come home go do this thing go see the doctor come home but they're not Absolutely. investing anymore in it past that completely yeah yeah. Okay. yeah not 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 taking not taking any responsibility for finding out like what are the things that you need to be doing outside of these sessions um and so then i started to sh to shift my focus a little bit more and start working with teams start working um Start working with hotels and improving guest wellness in hotels, um, and then I also worked with with clients online as well. So anyone who wanted to see me could come and kind of come and see me. And I taught self massage and different different wellness techniques 
tricks and practices for people to be able to again take responsibility for their own health and well-being um and that's that's, cool. that's brought me yeah it, it has been really cool and that's kind of brought me to the place where i am today so as i was working with a lot of hotels corporates um and doing like retreats and team building in-person stuff uh COVID hit and kind of washed all of that away. <laughs> 2020 has um, been a joy. It, ha it really has. Um, but that has also been an incredible opportunity for me to spread the message of wellness a little bit further and wider. And again, think about how to give people tools rather than just, you know, giving, giving people a, a one-off a one-off silver bullet, the proverbial silver bullet, that this is the, this is the cure-all, you know, um, to actually give people tools that in situations like this, where we have something, we, something unprecedented that we have never dealt with before in human history, or even if it's just something unprecedented that you are not expecting in your life that comes and blindsides you, you have a practice to be able to anchor you. Um, and that I, I really just want to connect that back to the for to when I did hurt myself, to, have, to be able to have a practice to anchor into helped me to move forward. It helped me to stay um, present to showing up for myself instead of, you know, derailing or feeling like, feeling like there was no point in moving forward. There was no point in actually doing anything, like no point of getting out of bed. There was just something to keep the center and keep the balance. Um, and that's really what I'm focused on providing for people, especially as, especially in working environments and remote working environments, as we shift into this remote working culture, to make sure that people are supported emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, all of these things are being considered and taken into consideration, because that's how we're going to move forward sustainably, instead of just reacting the next sure, time yeah. something big happens. So let's let's take a statement you made earlier and let's tie it into to what we're talking about right now uh, with what you're doing now uh, with your company, Remote Team Wellness. OK, mm -hmm. and the year that we're in with 2020 and all its splendid glory, um, you made a statement earlier that the mind is the gateway. OK, mm -hmm. and I think that's rather profound because I think a lot of people don't really realize the power that the mind has over the rest of the body. So Absolutely. we look at 2020 with everything that's going on, with everything that people are going through, uh, a lot of people are struggling with the mental health aspect of things, uh, mm -hmm. feeling stuck in a rut, feeling stuck, like they, you know, because travel's been um, so shut down and this has been so shut down and that's been yeah. so shut down. So with the mind being the gateway, how do, mm -hmm. does what you're doing help with that? Uh, not only, you know, for a year like this year, but mm -hmm. as you mentioned, moving forward sustainably, how does what you're doing help with the mental health aspect side of things? Yeah, great question. Really great question. Um, so first of all, I would like to just say that your mind is very powerful. The mind is one of the most underestimated parts of our body because, I mean, the capacity of your mind firstly is, is we don't even use ten, a tenth uh, well i think there's that that statistic that floats around like we don't we don't we only use 10 percent of our brains um but it's not it's not true you use as much of your brain as you choose to use how much you are engaging and how much you are really um allowing for open-mindedness um let's to put, to put it in very simplistic terms fair enough um so <laughs> So yeah, your your mind could be your your best friend or your worst enemy, just depending on how much you know and understand it. 
um, because it can it 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 is it is it is a, is a trickster um, and it's also extremely intelligent. <laughs> um, and that's what that's an amazing thing about being a human. You you have this plastic potential to always be able to expand and always be able to grow and adapt. Um, we are very good at adapting as human beings, but um, sometimes it takes force. You know, situations like twenty twenty for us to actually have to push into those spaces because very often we get stuck in these comfort zones in these places where we are com we are um, settled. And we don't want to expand further than what we know because it's going to be difficult and it's going to be tricky and it's going to it's going to hurt a little bit sometimes. Um, so just a just a word to the mind: keep challenging it. Um, if I could say anything about that in, in your mental health and in, in any practice that you do, keep challenging your mind, keep challenging your brain and the, th the thoughts that you think. Um, the way that my company helps people with their mental health and especially companies and um, different groups and organizations and teams in general is we connect world-class wellness practitioners. So practitioners who are NLP experts, um, who are in neuroscience fields um, to companies to be able to give them sessions to again, check in with these processes, check in with these different forms of wellness. So whether it's physical well-being and taking care of the physical body, or whether it is nutritional well-being, taking care of the things that we're putting into our body, um, we are able to provide services for companies that are working virtually to be able to keep their employees engaged, connected, and you know, just connected to something that, that's within themselves and taking responsibility for their own health. You know, like, but in and, and also in a group setting, because we don't have the same gimmicks to be able to provide our, our employees and our coworkers who can't um, take our employees out for drinks anymore, um, or do, you know, or, or do an in-person, in-person event, and that may not change for a little while, uh, to be able to, to be able to spice up a Zoom meeting and make it a little bit more than a Zoom meeting by focusing on your, your, your body or, um, cooking, try, trying to learn a new recipe or adult gameplay or something, something along the lines of, of wellness in general. Wellness being a multi-dimensional concept. <laughs> that is the service sure. that we provide. Yeah. Okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah. All right. And so how long have, now you've been doing the idea of wellness for, for quite a while now. How, how long has remote team wellness been remote team wellness? We've been remote team wellness since April, actually. So um, I had to pivot my whole business and kind of shift to get everything online, start to service clients that I wouldn't be able to travel to. Um, and then I realized how much potential there was to be able to actually make this a bigger thing than myself. Something, something a little bit larger and because as I said, wellness is not just one thing. Wellness is not just yoga or meditation. Wellness is a multi-dimensional concept that spans different areas of our lives. So that could include your social wellness, environmental wellness, your financial wellness, you know, your, your physical wellness, your, um, what else? Um, intellectual wellness like your creativity and whatnot the wellness has so many different facets and um par and parts to it that we need to pay attention to because it's all part of being well just because you are physically fit does not mean that you are well very true 
Very true. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about re remote team wellness. Let's talk about some of the services and programs that you offer. Um, you know, take a take a minute here and, and let the listeners know, uh, you know, what you offer, how they can find you, you know, all that stuff. Feel, take a couple minutes, use this as your infomercial. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, so remote team wellness provides weekly, bi-weekly and monthly sessions for, for companies to either give their, either give their um, employees mindset wellness classes. So anything from neuro-linguistic neuro programming and kind of mindset mastery to emotional intelligence classes. Um, and this can also be very much around the kind of figuring out where your thoughts are at. We also have nutritional wellness um, and that's about eating and everything that has to do with being well and every all the food that you consume. Not only the food that you consume, because I once had a teacher that told us that everything is food everything that you're putting into your body is something that you need to be conscious of what you are consuming. Um, so that's, that's very much along what we like to, what we like to talk about around nutritional wellness. We also have physical wellness, which is, well, we have yoga, we have bar, we have different kinds of high intensity interval training. We have dance um, and incredible facilitators as well. So these are either services that the company can engage on a subscription basis. So doing them weekly, monthly, um, or we can build a bespoke wellness, virtual wellness retreat. So that's a half day or full day retreat that is all catered to your team connecting on different wellness levels. So we have virtual adult gameplay, virtual recess, adult nap time. We've got, we've got, we've got mindset and mindfulness classes. We have physical wellness classes, just things that are innovative that can keep the group dynamic, connected and high vibration. So yeah, that is all about remote team wellness. I may have to sign up for just for the nap time. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, excellent. Yeah, and I also forgot to say um, you could you can find us and find out more information about all of our services at our website, remoteteamwellness.com. Um, and just send us an email, uh, send us um, a request and we will organize an organizational wellness assessment to get all of your all of your um, date details about your company so that we can figure out a way to provide the best service for you. Okay. Any social media links you'd like to share? Yep. We are Remote Team Wellness on all the social medias, except for Twitter. We are Remote Team Well. All right. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Taryn, one of the questions I like to ask every single one of my, my uh, guests here on Focused on Forward, not to minimize your life's journey in any way, shape, or form. But looking back over your experience, what's the one shining star? What's your takeaway out of all of this? Hmm. Never give up and keep showing up. Seriously, every single day, no matter what, um, it, it, no, matter, no matter what may deter you from your path, no matter what may come to challenge you um, or rise up against you, just keep showing up for it. Keep getting out of bed, keep putting one foot in front of the other, don't give up. Even if you feel like stopping, just walk a little bit slower, um, but don't stop moving. Whatever your goal is or whatever you're trying to achieve, whether it's something in your health journey or your wellness journey or just in your life, your career, whatever it may be, whatever you're working toward, just keep moving toward it. 
be very single pointed in your focus and stick to that task at hand. Okay, excellent. And let's see how you do with this one. Here's one I didn't warn you about earlier. So another question I started asking and I, and I, <laughs> and I like some of the responses that I've gotten so far. Um, and it kind of ties into what I just asked you a little mm -hmm. bit. So it's like the B half of the question. It's, cool. it's the, uh, what's the single greatest piece of advice you've been given? Oh man. <laughs> well, the single, I actually, I actually did an Instagram post about this last week and the single greatest piece of advice I've been given is to never give up as cliche as it may be, but cliches are a cliche for a reason. Um, cliches because they work. <laughs> exactly. They're, yeah, they're cliches because they are, they are longstanding and, and tried and tested. And not giving up is definitely something that has pushed me through many a turbulent time, many a hard moment, many a grief cycle, many, just so many situations in my life. Um, not giving up has been the the thing that has carried me through. And um, I have a friend who basically, she says, she says, always just think about whenever you're walking somewhere, whenever you're having to move through something, just think about the steps of your feet, left, right, left, right, putting one foot in front of the other and just keep walking, keep moving. Um, and that's definitely, that's definitely the best piece of advice I've been given to just keep going. All right, I like it. We can go with that. Cool. All right, so for those of you who are listening in, I know that you can't see her, but I can see her on the screen. Taryn has a very infectious smile. Uh, she's very positive, very inspiring. Um, and although, uh, you know, so if you're looking for somebody to help you with your, you know, marrying your mental health and your physical health and, and all these things, um, I can't see where you would go wrong with, with using Taryn. She's, she's a, a very nice uh, lady. She's very, very happy. It's infectiously happy. I like it. It makes it, I, uh, this whole interview, I've been smiling because she's smiling and you, know, you can't help it. But Taryn, I wanted to thank you for being on today. It's, it's always nice when we have somebody who has um, gone through challenges and, and everybody who's been on my show has gone through some challenges. And it's nice though, to hear that there's something positive that you can take out of this and there's something good that you can take out of this. So um, thank you for being on. Thank you for being a guest and thank you for being the positive person you are. It's very encouraging. Thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate that. And thank you to you as well for doing what you're doing and just having these conversations because the world needs to hear this and the world needs your light as well. So oh, thank, thank you very you. much. Yeah, well, if we can make one person's day, that's that's our goal. You know, one of these stories, if it touches somebody, I'll be thrilled. So, awesome. all right, guys, I think that's going to conclude us today for Focused On Forward. Thank you for listening and be sure to catch us on the next show. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused On Forward. To be a guest of Focused On Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at podcast FOF through our Facebook page named Focused On Forward, or through email, focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe, be kind, and be loving to one another as you stay focused on forward. <laughs>